we thought we were Peruvians, mm -hmm. what we call Nikkei, so it's Japanese right. descendants. So never had the, within me that I was a Japanese. We never had something related to Japan that strong. So we thought that was part of being Peruvians. Samia, I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with me today. Um, thank you for the, for the invitation. I'm really flattered. I yeah. never have thought that I would be invited to such a nice opportunity. You came here in 1982? 1982, yes. So where were you born? Were I was born in Peru, in South America, in Lima. In Peru. So you yes. speak Spanish? That's my mother tongue language. Okay. Then uh, English, because I attended a bilingual school. Okay. When, I, when we moved from Peru to Honduras, mm -hmm. I attended a bilingual school, and then when I came to Japan, I learned Japanese. Mm. And I did a little bit of Portuguese because I used to work for a Brazilian company. Okay, so how many kids were in your family? We are right. four. four I'm the eldest one, the only girl, and I have three younger brothers. Are they all here in Japan now? They're all here in Japan, yes. So your mother and father, they stayed together all the way through? Yes. Are they both still doing well? Yes, uh, my mom is right now uh, with an illness. Mm -hmm. But a science friend that, yes, she's... She's doing well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you came here, how old were you when you came to Japan? I was about 13, 14 years old. <laughs> and you went to international school in Japan? I know, when I came to Japan, mm. um, according to my dad, he said that we were lacking Japanese identity. We were brought up, we thought we were Peruvians, mm -hmm. what we call Nikkei, so it's just Japanese right. descendants. So never had the, within me that I was a Japanese. We never spoke Japanese at home. We never had something related to Japan that strong. So we thought that was part of being Peruvians. Your father's Japanese. He's Japanese, And yes. your mother's Peruvian. She's descendant, Japanese descendant Peruvian. So she, her grandparents were Japanese. She mm -hmm. was born and raised in Peru. But when Peru, when Japan went into the war, Peru had a treaty okay. with the U.S. So mm -hmm. after the war ended, many Japanese back then were, or during the war, should I say, they were uh, hunted down to be sent to the concentration camps in the U.S. My grandfather used to be a news reporter back then, mm -hmm. and within the many uh, people that went to Peru, he was one of the few who could read and write, okay. because he didn't go to Peru to search for a future. He was sent to Peru to report about the situation over there of the immigrants. But he was coming from Japan. Yes, and okay. so he was persecuted by the police because mm -hmm. he could read or write, so they thought he was a bad influence. So uh, he liked Peru, he liked it very much. Mm -hmm. he, he wanted to stay and they had good friends, so he was able to stay. Did you know your grandfather? Uh, yes, sort of. I didn't have the chance to talk about these things when I was little, so there's a lot of things that I found out afterwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how old was he when he went to Japan? Your grandfather, do you remember? I don't, you don't know. know, but I do know through my grandma that he went to Jap first to South America mm -hmm. to report about the immigration situation. And you know what years these were? Not exactly. 1930s, 1940s? Maybe, maybe 40s. 1940s? He came so during back the war? Uh, yes, before the war. It was, it was before just before the, the war. Yes. So it would be in the 1930s maybe. So he came back to Japan, got married, took my grandma with him, mm -hmm. and he went back to Peru. Okay. Yes. I, through my grandma, I heard that they are from Wakayama. Okay. I'm a prefecture that they needed to take a train all the way to Yokohama. Mm -hmm. And from Yokohama, they embarked on a boat. Uh, and it was a sail of about a month. They went through San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And my grandma used to say that she was so proud that in spite of everyone being so seasick, getting 
tired. Grandpa was always there helping the others. So I do have an image, although when I, my, my memories of him, he was always in bed. Uh, he couldn't move half of his body. So it was amazing to hear stories that he was strong and helping others. But you had, your grandmother had already passed. She passed away, exactly. So you don't yes. remember your grandmother? No, no, I do <coughs> remember. She, she passed away 25 years ago. Okay. Yes. Did and she live longer than your grandfather? Yes, she did. Okay, yes. okay. So my, father, my grandpa passed away when I was still two, four, four, three years old. Okay, but you still have memories of him. Yes, but I only know him when he got ill, so okay, he I was see. in bed. So it was, I never had the image that he could walk properly. I see. Mm -hmm. oh. he, I remember that he was always with a cane. Mm -hmm. A lot of people came to visit him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember his voice, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I, that's what my grandma said, that he went on the boat, that people got seasick, and there were actually ladies who gave birth, that he was always there to help, and he already knew a little bit of Spanish, mm -hmm. and a little bit of English, so it sort of helped among other people. Right. He could read and write, so it helped them when they arrived to Peru with the writing, mm -hmm. to when you disembark and you do go through right. customs. You told me one thing I mean, when we talked earlier that made me really interested in your story. You said your grandmother said that when she got on the boat, Half the people went to the U.S., yes, half went to Peru, that's what and I she understood. was happy that she went to Peru. Well, because I, I believe it must be from Grandpa that she heard good stories about Peru, yes. Mm -hmm. oh. So she grew up there the whole time, and you stayed there till you were a teenager, basically. Uh, no, actually, no, until really? seven or six years old. You came over here when you were seven or six? Yes, but then we, from yeah. Peru, we went to a... Uh, Honduras, Honduras. Okay. It's a small country right in the middle of Central yes. America. Yes. Uh -huh. And you stayed there until? Until th from my seventh, seven to 13, 14. And then you came to Japan. And then uh, we came to Japan. Yes. Okay. So, so you spoke no Japanese when you came here? No, no Japanese. I didn't speak English actually when, I went when we moved from Peru to Honduras. In Honduras you learned English? That is when I went to the American school. Is and it is a funny story because um, when we moved, it was about August, mm -hmm. and all of the other uh, local school were saying, "No, we're going to start. We're going to finish the end that year, the year, mm -hmm. the school year in December. So why don't you just stay in Peru, and then you can come back later when the new year starts? Because it's going to be a long holiday. Whatever friends she's going to make, she's not going to see them for a long time, and." So my father was just thinking about, well, I was going to go to the same school that I used to go in Peru, but they, they didn't accept me. So he just drew, and they said, well, we're welcoming students. And I thought, wow. So, so he went and applied. It was the American school. He had no idea it was an American school. What it meant, he didn't know about it either. So he went, we went to the test. We arrived to, from Peru. We stayed one day. Then the following night, uh, the following day, we had the entrance exam, my brother and I. So we went to school. I said, wow, what a big school. It's so colorful, have nice uh, slides and swings outside. And my brother was just amazed by that. So he just wanted to play in the playground. He didn't right. take the test. And then I went inside and said, OK, my son might come out soon. And then my father said, she's not coming out. What happened? So the, when we finished the test, uh, the teacher says, well, Masami didn't know English, so she didn't understand the test at all. However, she raised her hand saying, I don't understand, and I don't understand. Because there weren't many students, the person, the teacher who was looking after the test was very kind and translated everything to me in Spanish, something that I don't remember. But that made me the chance to get it to get in. in. Yes. So the first year, I was second grade. 
I didn't even do first grade properly, so okay. it, that was in Peru. We got it. So we, I, I, because of the age, they told me it was second grade. I do remember that the first day I didn't understand a word. Everything was in English, and but I could talk with friends because everybody spoke Spanish. But they said, "No, your Spanish is very weird." Of course, the accent is different, and I couldn't understand. They, we, they made, I, there's an, um, an episode that I remember clearly. So I can lay, line up, line up. And I thought we were going to recess, so I take my snacks, and uh, we were just moving to the classroom, <laughs> a next classroom to go to math, which was um, an African American lady, and it was the first time I saw an African American. Uh, yes, but they, they had people of color in Peru, I'm sure, but in I, Honduras. Yes, but maybe I don't. You I didn't, didn't have, have any chance, chance to yes, meet with them. To meet with but them, that was the first time it made an impression. Yes, and she was a very strict math teacher, so I was always afraid of her. <laughs> And I couldn't understand what she was saying. So the first year in second grade, I had to stay after school to learn English mm -hmm. and had um, like a tutor. And in that school, so for example, if primary finishes at three, then secondary finishes at four. So they made me stay one hour and I would ride the bus home with the high schoolers, right. which was a very scary thing. <laughs> back, I'm talking back in the 70s uh -huh. where the boys will wear their shirts down mm, yeah, no, and the, all yes. the big, oh, what we call the big sisters were very glamorous and, and they would just see a little girl, chubby girl coming onto the bus and say, hey, what's your name? I said, I'm a Masami. I said, what's, what's Masami? They wouldn't first understand that. What's your last name? Kawasaki. Now, this is in Honduras. In Honduras. In Honduras okay. Yes, and my maiden last name is Kawasaki. I said, oh, Kawasaki. They, everybody loved the last name, so it made me easier to make friends. And it was fun. I didn't have friends in my own grade yet, but I was being teased and being care, taken care of by the big big sisters, this big brothers, that that was a fun thing, yes. Yeah. It, they helped me learn English as well, so the and I, I don't remember if whether I had a hard time learning it. Or anything like that, yes. but you know you started learning English. Yes, and I had What I kind of sports fun. did you get involved in? Uh, sports, uh, since little swimming. My mom didn't know how to swim, so it was important for her that all of her children learn how so to swim. So when you got to the school, you started, the American school, you started swimming? No, no, no. Actually, we lived near where a country club. A country club, okay. And the country club had a big pool, and they had swimming lessons, so we, we yeah. attended there. All right. Mm -hmm. So what about other activities? Do you activities have anything else? Activities in school, very, 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 very typical dodgeball. Uh, dodgeball, yes, we did a lot of also. Um, not much soccer, a lot of soccer at PE. You play soccer, okay. I didn't. We just didn't. did in PE. I'm not really <laughs> a sporty person. So you didn't like sports. Were you more academic? Did you um, like to read? and? Not really. I think keep up, keeping up in school was in as good I could go, yes. That I was just the hardest yes, thing, just trying to keep up. That was the hardest things, keeping up. But um, there were times when I got to see other friends' mom, and they know, my son is a straight-A student. That's were you? I don't know. That's the image that they had about me, so that was very sweet. <laughs> I had a, I only had the, the image that I struggled at work, at, at home. But at you struggled, right? You because um, no one spoke no Spanish. No one could help you with yes. your homework. I, I, my parents don't speak English, so I was always on my own doing my, my homework. What about your brother? Didn't he have to? Did he go to the American no, school? No, he too? couldn't. He didn't. He wasn't accepted because he didn't raise his hand. He didn't raise his hand. Yes, he just wanted to be in the playground, so he went to a more Spanish-speaking school. Both, all three of your brothers did. Yes. Uh, yes. The so, last are you still the only person that speaks English in your family right well, now? Well, afterwards, when we came to Japan and they all finished college, they each paid their money and they went abroad to study. So they all speak English now? Sort of, sort of. All three of your brothers? Yes, sort of. 
Are so. you close with all of your brothers? Yes, we do. You, just, you keep them together. So what, are you kind of like the no, second no, no, mother or something? No, I think it's my mom who keeps us together. Really? Yes, we all, we, 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 we take turns in looking after her. So she's always accompanied by someone. They all have different jobs. So their work time, is, their shifts are different. Mm -hmm. It makes a sort of balance who can go and see her. What's the age difference between you and your younger brother? Uh, How many years difference between you? The first one, it's just a year difference. Right. But then with the youngest ones, it's seven years. Seven years. And they're twins. So. Oh, they're twins. Yes. Are they identical or fraternal? No, they're not. Identical. They're fraternal. Okay. And but do they get together? Do they get along well? All of you, all of the brothers? Nowadays, yes. It wasn't like that when we were young. <laughs> oh, cool. They just fought and everything. So, were the twins good with each other? Or they they had the most rivalry. I don't know. I have the image that they get along together. They like they they are, the the differences are very very clear. Okay. They have very different tastes in many things. Right. So maybe that's a good way that they Do all of your brothers, all of you have kids? You have no, a daughter? No, no. I'm the only one married and my three brothers are single. Really? Yes. They don't look like they're going to get married, maybe. I don't think so. Sorry, I don't yeah. think so. They like their single life. I most probably, yes. <laughs> Which is a benefit for me because they look after my daughter. <laughs> She's very pampered by them. Oh, that is nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So growing up in school, then you go, so you went to Honduras, then yes. from Honduras, then you came to Japan. To Japan, 13 yes. 13, you were 13 years old when you came here? 13, And then you went into Japanese school directly? Uh, at the beginning, they didn't allow me to go to the original, to, to your ward school, because I didn't speak a word of Japanese. Mm -hmm. And back in 1982, they didn't have the system of welcoming students who were abroad or didn't know Japanese. Mm -hmm. So with a lot, my dad needed to go to different places to ask information. There was this office in Toranomon, I don't know the name, but it was famous among many returnees saying that's the place that you need to go and ask information what to do. They recommended me to go to this academy, ac academy mm -hmm. in Mejiro that will help children who lived abroad to prepare them to Japanese school. However, because I was still in junior high school, that was obligatory education, I don't know the exact word. Okay. So we needed to ask permission for me to be pulled from the proper system, education mm -hmm. system, mm -hmm. to attend to a school, to a place that is not really authorized right. to be a school. Because the only thing you do is just learn Japanese. I got you. Mm. Uh, so you did that for how long? Uh, for one year. That's one year. how bad I didn't speak the word. But and then school must have been, was it very strict? Um, you remember being strict, or did you enjoy doing it? The the academy I did enjoy because there were many children from different year groups that all came from different countries. Oh, really? So it wasn't yes. just Spanish-speaking countries. Most of them were English-speaking countries, but okay. we had friends from Thai, uh -huh. also from Spanish, and then uh, Portuguese as mm -hmm. well. But they're all Japanese kids. Uh, most of them, yes. Japanese. Yes, wow. most of them, yes. So then, from there, when you when you left there, then where'd you go to a Japanese uh, school? To Japanese, the war local, my local. Um, junior high school. Back then, um, we live in Yokohama. Mm -hmm. So back then, in order to apply to high school, Koko, you needed to have your scores for the achievement test. So it was a, a test that everybody needed to take in when they are in, in seventh, eighth grade in mm -hmm. Chugako, Ninensei. And without those scores, you don't, you are not able to apply to to high school, especially if you're going to the regional ones, mm -hmm. sort of a score that lets you, maybe like an SAAT or something that tells you where is your score, where you're, you're, you can apply. So in order to apply to that test, I had to redo 
the year that I lost. Mm -hmm. So um, there was an age gap between the real students in that year and me. It was a year, a year, a year and a half, I think, something like that. So um, that's where I started to learn, really, really learn Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, because I you came here, first of all, when you came, you came here from Honduras. Yes. My and mentality was totally American. And your hair was bl brown. It was brown, yes. Light I brown. had brown, light brown. And people would say that I was, I had dyed my hair. They thought you dyed your hair yes, that time. Yes, and back then, uh, only the furio, the bad, bad, right. bad, the bad guys. The, the, bad the, the, the rowdy girls, yes. they said. The rowdy girls did that, that kind did of stuff. That. I had my ears pierced. So because that's a tradition? That was a tradition. Very traditional. Yes. Yeah. You do that at what age? 13 or 12 or something? No, we do it when you were born. When you are born? Yes. And I don't know whether it's true or not, but my mom was explaining that back then, mm -hmm. in order, uh, well, not, not with agent babies. You get to know the agent's baby are from the agent moms. But if everybody is, ox is Western, right. you have your ears pierced, and they will put it in, in your doctor carte, say, oh, Gonzalez's baby has a pearl pierce. Or they do it at birth. That's what I. Ha that's what they mm -hmm. told me. That's but right. um, they didn't, my, 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 I think it was my father that didn't allow it. He didn't allow it until when? How old you when you had it done? Then I got it pierced at about age 10 about in Honduras. 10. Yes. I because you wanted it or because? Because I wanted it. all my friends. And your big daddy said, yes, yes, yes. daddy, daddy, <laughs> me making me, I have no pierce, I need a pierce. <laughs> Everybody had their ears pierced, so I, I would really wanted to have one as well. So, so, that, so that was something that was different too as well. Yes, yeah, so I arrived to Japan, which was for me was natural to have my ears pierced, and I didn't un understand that was not a good symbol. My hair was brown, and I didn't understand that was a bad symbol as right. well. Um, or a uh, or reason to be talked badly about I understand, it. Right, right. Yes, you yes. didn't know that would st make you stand mm -hmm. out, and mm -hmm. it did. And being, I through my years in Japan, I have learned to sort of keep quiet, learn forcefully not to say everything what you feel. But back then, for me, it was just natural to ask and to, to be talk positive, about. Right. Yes, for example, in Honduras. He said, oh, we had an English test, a spelling test. Masami, how many points did you get? I got 20 out of 20. And everybody will celebrate it. No one will envy about that. They will celebrate it, and, and, and then you will feel that everybody was really congratulating you. So I came with that mentality to Japan and said, Masami, what did you get in your English test? And back then, because of the scores, I had, they explained me that not everyone could get uh, the top, like if it's out of five, not everyone could get a five. Right. You have to have the same amount balance between five and one, th uh, four and two, and then the three to keep it balanced. So for them, later I understood that if someone who speaks English comes into the classroom, the person who used to have the top score, they're, they're those, five, those people you have less because I would be in that group and okay. I would push down someone behind. But the thing is, I didn't know how to read properly Japanese, so of course I can't read the test or understand the question. So at the beginning, there was I wasn't welcome because I was obviously putting a disbalance on the English course. But then I started to realize that they were making fun of me because I didn't get a top score in the English test. But no one realized that I can't read this question. I don't understand the question. Maybe it was just a particular experience that I went through. Maybe that school was like that. But, so, but you've been here long enough to know that really that is the case in schools, uh, in a way, in, in a, a way. In a way. In a way, because it, it creates that homogenous feeling they have, mm -hmm. the ware ware, we are mm -hmm. one. Even though my experience in Japan, because I ride my motorcycle every summer, and I've lived here for, I'm not, I've been here 46 years, and I found every place I go, 
they don't look the same. <laughs> Everybody looks so different, but they, yet they've been convinced that they're one, okay. one group of people. So I think they've done a marvelous job that way. I mean, I don't know of any other country where the people feel, they look so different, but yet feel so similar in their beliefs, their habits, their, willing, their willingness to do things together, their, their actions. Mm -hmm. little, it's so interesting. I think that shows the born authority as well. The show? Mm. Doesn't you, it? You do it together. <laughs> you, you had to go back to Peru to do what? To be considered as a Japanese. In Japan, I'm not really considered as a Japanese. That's right. Yes. But in Peru, you are. Yes, I am. And when I travel, I am. I have a Japanese passport, and they consider me as a Japanese. It was just so funny and shocking and a new discover. Yeah. They told me that I had to dye my hair black. Did you? And then I said, but if I dye my hair, that goes around against the school laws, rules that says I shouldn't dye my hair. So there was, it, it, it rose a, a controversy, yes. But then when I applied for high school for the entrance exam, they need to put a note saying that Masami's natural color is this color. And my, Masami's ears are pierced, not because she made that she yeah, arrived. She, yeah, she's not, she's not going to hike her skirt or anything <laughs> like that and start walking around with big, long socks. <laughs> Don't worry. Yes, long, long skirts the back long, then. Right, right, right. That's the thing, huh? Mm -hmm. My goodness. Her hair is a little bit curly, but that's natural. It's not perm. She doesn't put perm. She doesn't go to the hairdresser to have a perm. But I you started a, making some friends. You had a system that loved to hang around you. Uh, I have a close, but most of them were because they had gone abroad. Oh, okay. I That's was very close to a friend, Mary, and she was, her, due to her father's job, she was in Canada. What did your father do? That he was, um, he is a he, uh, construction company. Okay. Yes, yeah, so he is an engineer. Engineer. An engineer, an electrical engineer. Is he still doing this? Or is no, he, he has now? retired, He's yes. retired now. But uh, um, he when the war ended and he went to school, he applied for a job and he always wanted to go abroad. But he said that English was one of his worst subjects. And because of the war, wasn't allowed to learn either. And after that, it was just so complicated for him. So he said, okay, if I want to go abroad, I have to learn a different language. And then within the company, he said, okay, we're going to open our international division. Anyone in, who is interested to apply, he rose his hand and said, okay, yeah. Where do, you want, where do you want to go? And they said, oh, English, English. No, I can't. I think that's okay. And then he saw, we, need, we are going to open our office in Peru. So he, he raised his hand. He went to, a, uh, to study Spanish for about a month or something before going. And he said, the first thing I learned was how to say was, can I go to the bathroom? Okay. And he will tell us every time when we were little. So when we were coming to Japan, so you just need to learn how to say, can I go to the bathroom in Japanese? I said, uh, Daddy, they won't let you go to the bathroom because you have to go to the bathroom during recess, not in the middle of the class. My dad tried hard to make us learn Japanese when we knew that he, we were coming to Japan. And I think he didn't have a good plan because he said, how do you learn, how do you count? And we had knew since little this one, Ichini, San, Shi, Goro, into 10. That's the only thing I knew. So I said, okay, how do you count, for example, a book? Oh, I said, Ichi, book, Ichi. So, no, no, it's, it's Satsu. Satsu yeah. uh, how do you count paper? Paper, Ichi. No, it's Ichimai. And, and then 
but we have another way to say for. You don't just say she. You just say you also say yon, and you don't say q. You just say, oh, she says, daddy, how is it this complicated? And that really just shook me, saying, oh, Japan, Japanese is too complicated. There's over three thousand, I think, or something like that. I'm not sure. I stopped oh, counting yeah. too. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, nowadays with the computer, it's just easier. Mm -hmm. So do you, did you go to college here too? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, and I then did. when you get, what did you study in college? Um, I went to this university because I wanted to go to that university. It didn't matter which uh, department or what did I study, but because of my family situation, I can only they could only afford a two-year mm -hmm. career because I had three brothers along the way. I see. And I always wanted to go to Saison. Seisen University is a non-school. Non uh, they have a, Jap a Spanish, a very strong Spanish department. And it made me feel like I was at home. And the only place they had for two years to study was learning about English, which I thought it was good because I stopped learning English when I came to Japan. I didn't, uh, at the beginning, I didn't really understand the basic because it was just trying to learn as fast as I could so I could get along with the other classes. So I thought, well, that would be a great idea to start English from the very basic. Um, I did enjoy my life in Seisen very, very much. Uh, spending time with the nuns was just fun. You really enjoyed it? Yes, I really enjoyed it. We yeah. had very funny nuns at Seisen. Um, this one anecdote that um, in order to be with them, I will go join the choir. And we had one of the nuns who was the choir teacher. And we finished mass, we sang at mass, it was time to go. And this, in Gotanda, the university has a beautiful garden and a beautiful building. And so, okay, let's go check the, the garden because right now it's, it's, it's May, they have the tsutsuji, I don't know how the flower is in, right, right, right. in English. So let's go and check the tsutsuji, it's beautiful, we should go to, oh yes, but sister, it's all locked, we, we can't go in. You, could you just follow me? So we went behind. There was a gate that was locked, but we went over the gate. The nun as well? The nun, she was the one leading the way. And we just, we just saw her go over the gate, and we were just laughing. She ladies, come on, follow me. So that's how we, that image just simply broke whatever standard I have yeah, back then. Yes. yes, because I, my Does she mom, have the habit and everything yes, too? Yes, yes, in her habit, everything. And she just jumped over she the fence. She just jumped over the fence. I said, you just do the same thing. I said, but we are watching. Only God is watching. <laughs> and God is welcoming you to the garden. And she, she, every, she put, every joke she said, it always had God in it, okay, but right. in a very nice way. Right, right. So it really made us feel like, even because I was one of the few who were really baptized. The other girls just enjoyed singing. Right. So they wanted to enjoy, be, join part, be, be part of the choir. Right. So um, she made it very welcoming for people who don't understand Catholic, just Catholicism. Yeah, Catholicism. Yes, Catholicism. Yeah. Yes. To be welcome and enjoy and laugh about it. Oh. They, they, all f they also had um, days that you could stay at the convent and then we, we would pray during the whole night and uh, spent time with the nuns. It really gave me the chance to once again speak Spanish. Because I used to speak Spanish with my mom at home, but not with someone aside from my mom. Right, right. So uh, Cezanne has, um, they, back then we had three, three nuns from Spain. And it was very interesting for me to be, to listen their different pronunciation. Right, the accents, right. Yes. 
so one of the nuns took care of me and said, okay, Masami, you, although you don't belong to the Spanish department, we, like, why don't we practice Spanish together? So she would give me homework every week, mm -hmm. gave me the chance to sit there with her once a week for one hour, talk in Spanish, uh, sort of remember basic grammar. So you were 17, 18 at this yes, time? Because you were in college? Yes. Wow. So that was, I was very lucky. Just to be friends with the nuns, it gave me a lot of new opportunities. Mm -hmm. I was welcome into the convent whenever, even if there wasn't a day that it was open. I had meals with them. Did you ever think that you'd want to become a nun? Not really. Okay, you I never had that feeling? No, because I always wanted to be a flight attendant. Okay. Since little. So my, my goal was I want to be a flight attendant. Tender. I want to be a flight attendant. Because for the travel's sake? Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure. I think I enjoyed when I was little and traveling and see them work and talk in different languages. It was always like, oh, I want to be one of them. Uh, did you ever do it? Yes. You were flight attendant? Yes. First airline company, which is Iberia. The Iberia, Spani Iberia. Yes, yes. Yes. And how was, then what happened? How did you get there? So you ended up being an airline attendant there? Um, first, they, they asked me if I was interested in doing an office work because mm -hmm. um, of all the screenings that they had, they chose someone who already was a flight attendant who had experience. Mm -hmm. So companies like Iberia that are small are new to Japan or they don't have many flights or they, may, they don't need many Japanese uh, flight attendants online, uh, on board. They start only with one or two. So that means that they have to choose someone that already has experience. So they chose a person who applied who already was a flight attendant for all Nippon. So they, but you speak good Spanish and we always need people at the office, so would you like to apply for a new position at the office? And I went there and luckily they were increasing their flights to Japan. So that's how instead of applying for the office, they made me ask if I wanted to go to, to apply for the flight attendant once again, and I said yes right away. The interview was very, very interesting because if all of the interviews, I went to many, that's the only one that I was attacked in three different languages, one after the other. So I have the Spanish uh, president talking in Spanish, then I have someone from HR talking in Japanese, I had a salesperson talking in English, one after one, one after the other one. Oh, they would at the same at time? The sa yes. They were all we were oh, so they would just ask their question yes. in their language? Yes. So I was, we were the four of us sitting. And you and killed me. <laughs> I don't know. You did, you got the job, didn't <laughs> I you? I did, yes, I did got the job. I That's good, job. that's what I'm talking about. So you <laughs> killed me. So you became a flight attendant. How long were you with Iberia? Um, with Iberia until they closed their, their services to Japan. So that was about three years and a half, three years. Where'd you fly? Uh, always to Moscow. So we didn't have, they didn't, Iberia didn't have a, a direct flight back then. At the beginning, I think it was via Bombay, uh, India, then it was via Vancouver. And the last one, the longest one was via Moscow. So it took me a lot of time. I, it took me five years to get to the next company. But you did it? Yes. Okay, what was it? Brazil, uh, the Brazilian airline that, that's, that unfortunately doesn't exist as m anymore. It's, it's Vatic. Okay. Vatic, and um, I enjoyed it there very How much. How long were you there? Uh, for two years. Two, two years. years. Th two years and a half until I got pregnant. But where'd you fly? Um, LA, Nagoya, Tokyo, Nagoya, Tokyo, LA. So they made income just from flying from Japan to LA? Yes. I, I think I'm very lucky as well. I have very nice colleagues. I have very understanding uh, 
boss I have. He's been on the podcast, you know. Paul's been on the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm going to have him on again, too. <laughs> he doesn't know that. Paul, you're going to be on the podcast again, too. <laughs> I actually, uh, it was just a coincidence that I supported him for a year because mm -hmm. I was a receptionist all the time when I joined BST. And it was because um, Paul was just to arrive. That's right. He was going to be arriving that summer, and Poppy was saying, I'm going to be starting my, my, my maternity leave that September, and we need someone to support the new head. Mm. And I've never done a secretary job. I've never done a PA job, let alone that. Mm. I did my, my, although I enjoy speaking English, I don't think my background is that strong to be able to be the assistant of the school head. And there was a lot of things saying, no, 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 that no. That you're worried about, right? Yes, yes. And I'm not a person who knows, who has done this job. Mm. All of my jobs have been with people, attending right, people. Right. So it's very different experience and background. And back then, the HR manager said, Masami, it's very easy to find someone f that has a strong background as a PA. We can bring someone from, one, from outside, but we can't have two people at a very important job that are, don't know BST. I said, but I don't know BST either. I, my, my, my little world is just Shibuya. And we have our primary in Showa, we have the secondary in Showa. It's very new to me. I have no idea whatsoever. Ask me about Shibuya, I'll tell you everything. But I don't know about my other primary uh, colleagues. He said, Masami, at least you know half of the school. At least you know half of the school. And we need someone that knows something from inside out in one place. I'll be able to support someone who is new. And that's how they convinced me. <laughs> wow, you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job, I'm sure. Wow, it's beautiful. So, right. I, but um, as much as I enjoy working for Mr. Tuff, and I learn a lot of things, I learned some new things about school as well. I did miss, I did miss being at the reception desk. I you think, you I like think that's my desk? joy. Yeah. Seeing everyone come in. But uh, you're not at the reception desk anymore. I am. I'm back now. You're back now, yes. but you missed it when you were, oh, when yes, you were just right I with Paul the whole time. Yes. Right. I did get to go that's to. That's right. Yes. Yeah, because I used to go up there, and that's where you'd be. You'd be yes. in his office. Yes. That's, that's right. how I connected you too, because I was working for him. That's back right. Then. That's right. And Mr. Tuff Look has an that. early morning, so he mm -hmm. starts very early. That's right. Yes. So that's how we sort of all do we do him together? Yeah. But I had already knew you, mm -hmm. and Mikasan as well. Masami, how would you like to end this podcast? There's a reason why I go to work every day. It's because I'm not a desk job. I get to see people and connect with them. So I do believe that even if we have many differences, we can find a way to connect with everyone, make everyone happy and worth living. I have something to pass down to my daughter. There's different things that teenagers go through nowadays, and I know there's a lot of complications that everyone faces. Um, I did that. I had that when I was young as well. But That's I true. think why do they think that we didn't? Why do why do sometimes kids don't believe we were ever kids? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more do. than that, my I th they believe that we don't understand what they say. Yeah, and I, I it's think, a different time. Yes, think, right? the internet is a big influence in many ways, good ways and bad as well. It depends on what you focus on. Yes, it can be hurtful as well. That's so true. That's true. I I understand that it affects. Teenagers, young. It affects us as adults ways, too. Yes. If, if you're focusing on, if you're focusing on things that make you feel unhappy, mm -hmm. that's what you'll become. become. If you focus on things that make you feel happy, 
that's what you'll become. So, I mean, I remember my brother said to me once, I said, do you like horror movies? And he said, why would I want to look at something that makes me feel bad? And I had never thought of it. I always thought horror was being entertaining, but he was right. So I stopped watching horror movies. I watched a lot of comedies. I That's what I do as well. Yeah, it keeps you yes. happy and romance. Yes, yes. Things like that. Yes. It makes you feel good. Yes. So my daughter goes, flips, because now I'm a big K-pop fan right now. Are you really? <laughs> K-pop is good. And there you go. And K-pop dramas as well, but I only watch the funny ones. That's right. Mm. That's but right. like I said, if there's a way that we can connect with someone and make a difference, even if it's a little one, it's worth doing. It's I so think true. we have some. I, although my life is like every day the same thing, it's a continue. It's doing the same thing over and over and over again. There must be something. It makes a difference. To make it different, there That's must right. be a mission. I, right. I don't think I landed in this job or all of my other jobs just by chance. Yeah. It has been something that made me get there right. the same way that my grandfather ended up in Peru, mm -hmm. my, the way my father ended up in Peru. That's right. Yes. There's always something. Masami, I want to thank you so much for oh. being a part of this program. Thank you for inviting you. me. No, it's been a real pleasure. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. All of you watching this podcast, Never forget, it's all unknown. Continue to reach for the stars. And remember, you're too blessed to be stressed. Thank you for watching this episode. I enjoyed making it, and I truly hope you enjoyed watching it. Make sure you subscribe and tell a friend.